From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. The S&P 500 has erased earlier losses. The smallest jobs gain in seven months is raising doubts about the economy's strength. The Labor Department report showed employers added 160,000 workers in April, missing the 200,000 jobs estimate that economists anticipated. The jobless rate was projected to ease. It held steady at 5% while wage growth accelerated. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average is currently up 74 points, four-tenths of a percent, at 17,730. 35. S&P 500 up 6 points, a third of a percent at 2,056. The Nasdaq is up 14 points, a third of a percent. It's trading at 47.31. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 40 cents a barrel at 44.71. Spot Gold is up $18 an ounce at 12.90.30. The 10-year Treasury is down 9.30 seconds with a yield of 1.77%. And that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. Yes, getting ready for the 142nd running of the Kentucky Derby. That will be tomorrow at Churchill Downs in Kentucky. Here to help us understand the race and maybe help us select a winner is Dan Zucker. He is the co-founder of PredictForm.com. He's joining us from Blue Chip Farm in Wallkill, New York. And joining me here in the studio is Gary Edel. He's a Bloomberg staffer and a bit of a racing enthusiast and a handicapping tournament player. Gentlemen, great to have you with us here. Dan Zucker, I want you to begin by just explaining for people that may not be horse racing aficionados, 20 horses. That sounds like a lot of horse flesh on the on the track. Yeah, it sure is, Tim. And Gary, how are you, my friend? Yeah, well 20 done. horses is – that's the number that you get with the Kentucky Derby. It's the – it's the one race a year where you see 20 horses and it, it, it certainly does make for traffic problems. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of contact and banging around uh, throughout the race. Well, tell us about the horses because, uh, I know that you have some favorites and I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about something called a pace figure and how that figures into your calculations. Sure. Well, and I was going to say, you know, we maybe maybe before we dive into the pace figure, I just found that, you know, when you mentioned the 20 horses, something that's really interesting this year, and Gary, you probably noticed this, is there are three stallions that represent half the field. Uh, there are three sta- two stallions, each have three three offspring running. Uh, one stallion's name is Uncle Mo. The other stallion's name is Tappet. And a third stallion named Giants Causeway has two sons as well as a great-grandson. Uh, another stallion named F. Candorea, his father is Giants Causeway. So in essence, you have three stallions representing nine horses, which is a, a really rare thing in a, in a race like this. 
So it's kind of like it's all in the family. All right, Gary. So tell us a little bit about how you approach uh, handicapping a race like the Derby. You know what? As uh, Dan had started off with, I like looking at the pace. It's just like if you're running a track race. You have everyone has different styles of running. You have some track people. You have some runners that like to go out to the lead. Some people like to go in mid pack. Some people like to just sit back and let the speed go and just close on them. So I like to really analyze the race looking at pace figures. And I know one of the things that I love about Dan's product is he goes really deep into pace figures. And his specialty is identifying the E2 pace. And What's Dan, the E2 pace, Dan Sucker? What, what, tell, explain, how do you, what is a pace figure? Well, so, so essentially like in horse racing, horses are clocked. Um, at the quarter mile, the half mile, uh, the mile, and then at the end of the race. And we evaluate a race as a race within a race, and we look at a horse's speed throughout the race, whether a horse is accelerating or decelerating. In grass races, horses start slow, and they wind up going much faster at the end, whereas in dirt racing, it's a game of deceleration. The first quarter is always faster than the second quarter, which is faster than the third quarter, which is faster than the end of the race. So we look at, we have to look at pace in analyzing the race to determine whether or not, uh, you know, as Gary mentioned, the, the horses up front will be able to hold on or whether it's likely that somebody from way off the pace will come up at the very end. So can you tell us the horses that you believe are going to perform the best based on this pace figure analysis? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll kind of give you our, our quick 50,000-foot level uh, analysis, and then, you know, you can go to kind of Gary to see where he sits. But from our perspective, um, there are two main horses in here that look to be better than the rest of the field. The first one is Nyquist, who is the big favorite, um, you know, undefeated 7 for 7. And he comes into the race off a very strong last race. That second horse is called Outwork. Ironically enough, they're both by Uncle Mo, and Uncle Mo's, Stallion. Uncle Mo's father was Indian Charlie. The big knock on Indian Charlie, which then filters down to both of his sons, is that no Indian Charlie has ever won a race going a mile and a quarter. So it's something new for the family. The other horse that we have would be outworked, and um, he's got Johnny Velasquez, one of the best riders in the country, he comes from the best trainer in the country, and Todd Pletcher. And he's likely to sit just off the pace, be on the front. So if you're watching the race on television, the horses that we're projecting are going to win are going to be in the front of the pace most of the race. Well, they're going to be 50 different camera angles because it's going to be broadcast on NBC. Uh, of course, uh, that'll be around 5.50 Eastern time uh, tomorrow. Gary, so based on the information that you've been able to assemble, do you concur with what Dan Zucker is saying about the pace well, of the race? Well, first off, I've been in quite a few tournaments with Dan. And if Dan says something, I'm listening because he knows his stuff. And one of the things I find interesting in this race is the lack of speed. And that's what's going to make this race very hard to handicap, in my opinion. Uh, last year, you had basically had the horses that came in first, second, and third running first, second, and third around the track the whole way. This year, we really don't have that much speed, and that's going to hinder a lot of the horses coming from behind. Uh, I really like, I'm going with Dan with Outwork. I know Dave uh, Papadoulis from uh, Bloomberg also was talking about Outwork uh, as a really good value play. I'm going to also use um, Exaggerator. I think he has that same type of running style. He's going to just uh, sit mid-pack. Winner of the Santa Anita Derby. Uh, exactly. He's going to uh, sit mid-pack and 
I think when the uh, upfront horses start to die, he's going to make his move. Uh, you got he's re- eight to, uh, rated at eight to one. Outwork at fifteen to one, and Nyquist, as you said, the favorite, three to one. And we got to go with value, so I'll probably be looking at out, uh, outwork, outwork myself. All right, thanks very much, uh, Gary Edel, joining us, a Bloomberg staffer and enthusiast when it comes to handicapping and the handicap tournaments. Our thanks also to Dan Zucker, co-founder PredictForm.com. Remember, the Derby is tomorrow in Churchill Downs. This is Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Taking Stock, a disappointing payroll report from the Department of Labor. Does this signal a greater downturn in hiring? We'll find out. That's next on Taking Stock. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.